Welcome to Microgrid Knowledge, where we provide news and analysis about microgrid development and trends. This is Lisa Cohn. Today on Microgrid Knowledge Podcast, our guest is Hervé Mozako, Vice President of Solutions for Emergy, and we're here to discuss a microgrid project funded by a $1.5 million grant from the California Energy Commission. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com. Hi, Hervé. Thanks for joining me once again. Hi, Lisa. It's uh, great to be on. So, um, as I understand it, you're working... at on a microgrid project that's at a, is it at a community college? Yes, that's correct. It's a community college. So um, what I see is that you've got an existing 2.3 megawatt solar array that generates 55% of the energy needed at the campus. You've got ice thermal storage. You've got EV charging stations. Uh, Very cool. And you're going to form a smart microgrid and capture 75,000 in annual energy savings for the district. That's correct. So the idea was, um, so the community college is, is already you know, fairly advanced in the sense that they've deployed a lot of um, solar energy on site. Uh, they also um, have, um, uh, including uh, thermal energy storage uh, to uh, manage their peak. Mm-hmm. And we're just, uh, Adding the uh, our energy storage uh, solutions to essentially enhance uh, some of the uh, um, on-site generations uh, that are already on. Uh, sorry, yeah, some of the on-site generation sources like the solar, and uh, to better manage uh, the overall uh, load mm-hmm. and um, and reduce the peak demand and also capture some of the uh, some of the excess solar energy. Um, as it stands now, the college uh, was um, exporting uh, at times and was not being credited for some of that energy because they're above the legal size for a net metering mm-hmm. agreement. So we're essentially going to optimize all of this with our energy storage as well as the uh, energy operating systems uh, provided by Jelly, who we have partnered with on this project. Now, so back up and explain that to me. When you're above the legal size for net metering, what's the problem and how are you solving it? So um, essentially what happens then uh, is that when you don't have a net, obviously the 2.3 megawatt, as you mentioned earlier, only generates 55% of the uh, uh, overall energy. But there are certain times where uh, the solar array actually has an output greater than what the, the campus is using, mm-hmm. and therefore there's some export onto the grid. Unfortunately, when you're not on a net energy metering um, uh, agreement, con- interconnection, uh, you cannot be credited for that energy that uh, essentially uh, leaves the, the premises. So um, adding energy storage will, be, will allow to capture some of that excess energy and, and use it at times where the campus needs it. So when you say exporting, um, uh, now are they or are they not connected to the grid? That's what I, I'm not quite under, You're using language. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yes, I apologize. They are connected to the grid. Uh, so it's a you know traditional 
uh, grid tied system. Uh, they just have a very large um, solar array on site, and there is certain times where the solar has a greater output than what the campus uses, and therefore, when that occurs, uh, some of the energy uh, basically gets fed into the grid. Oh, okay, and they are not credited for it. They don't get paid for it. Uh, they don't get a full credit for it. You would be, like only on a net energy metering agreement would you get full credit for that energy. So therefore, um, you know, adding the energy storage allows you to capture this and and shift that energy to a time where it's uh, needed and to also manage the peak uh, as well. Okay, so what you're saying is that they're going to use it. Um, they're going to use it instead of yes. sending it and not getting paid very well for it. That's correct. Okay. That's, correct. <laughs> okay. That's, one, what, that's one of the aspects. That's one of the things that we're um, able to deliver. Uh, the other aspect is obviously uh, because we have the ability to um, uh, cycle a lot without any effect on performance, we can do a lot of different things as well. We can do the demand management. We can shift some of that energy. We can also um, we can also uh, go off grid uh, and create a partial um, mission critical circuit as well. And that's that that's the main goal of this project is to demonstrate all of the different things that energy storage solution um, can provide to uh, to a campus or a commercial facilities of that of that scale um, now what are the capabilities for going off grid when you say a circuit um, can you be more specific let's say uh, I mean let's say you know they're they need to go off grid what will be available okay so uh, obviously this is a demonstration project we're not um, you know claiming to take the entire campus off grid our energy storage is limited at 250 kilowatt, one megawatt hours. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea is to, however, demonstrate how you get resiliency out of including incorporating energy storage uh, within, you know, the, that smart microgrid. So what we will do is we will simulate grid outages and maintain uh, the grid going in a certain portion in that in the specific case of this project uh we will be running some uh charging station and some lighting uh on the parking lot for with our uh we'll create a, a sub circuit that we will call a vision critical sub circuit and we will uh run that circuit only with the energy storage and the, and the solar Okay, so you, that's kind of cool. So you're able to create a sub-circuit that you can take offline and then run with the energy storage and solar um, should there be an outage. That's huh, that's that, cool. Exactly, yeah. No, so that, that would be a big part of the demonstration. Obviously, uh, the versatility of our energy storage solution is, you know, the, the idea that we can tackle more than one um, energy problem at, at once, and that's kind of like what... Uh, differentiates us from from the rest of the pack is that we can do anything that's in the power quality and, and uh, also do the long duration shifting of uh, renewable energy sources and the demand management. So we have a wide range of applications that we're, we're doing with one technology. Now the savings, where 
does the savings come in, the 75000 in annual energy savings? Okay, so that's a, basically um, we, we've analyzed uh, the existing load profile and the charges uh, that are coming from the utility. And based on that analysis, we can show that by better managing the demand, uh, by dispatching the, uh, you know, the, the stored energy at uh, adequate times, we can reduce those demand charges. Uh, we can also capture some of that excess solar energy and shift it at to different times. So when you com- a combination of all this uh, is essentially generates all this, uh, the savings. Oh, that's cool. Um, now, what if what are we going to learn from this project about microgrids in general? Is there anything new for the microgrid energy? What's the most important part um, that uh, the industry will learn? Um, I think what uh, there a couple of things will be learned. Uh, the, the idea is to, by the way, um, at the end of this project, to create reports, you know, sort of like best practices reports to really look at how do you integrate all these different uh, strategies and technologies to really optimize how energy is used. And uh, I think what we'll demonstrate is that, you know, by combining the, the right kind of energy storage solution, uh, in our case, a longer duration energy storage solution that gives you much more flexibility and the right kind of uh, management, like the energy operating systems from Jelly, uh, you get to really optimize how energy is used on the campus as well as, um, you know, providing uh, some level of resiliency. So is this something that's done in other places? Uh, there are some, uh, yes, there are some other other examples of uh, of microgrids um, that have been uh, built. I, I think that um, one of the key things here is um, the switch from uh, in terms of the energy storage solution that is used is the switch from some like more traditional uh, technologies uh, that you know uh, we could call consumables. I mean, uh, a lot of the other energy storage technologies have cycle limitations, and therefore every uh, uh, so many years you have to replace the entire uh, system. Mm-hmm. In our case, we're, we're shifting from consumables to really a long life asset where our electrolyte never wears out. So uh, the only thing that needs to be replaced is, uh, you know, uh, the power stacks and and some minor uh, equipment have to be properly maintained. So we're really shifting uh, energy storage from sort of like a consumable that, okay, every three to seven years, depending on the technology, are going to have to replace entirely to a long-life asset where the general infrastructure and the core of the energy storage, which is the electrolyte, uh, stays for a very long period of time, and so we'll basically be able to demonstrate um, how such technology can can really advance uh, uh, lowering the the cost of energy mm-hmm. um, because of a lower life cost, if you will. Yeah, because it's because of the long life of the system. Yes. Um, one last. Mm-hmm question. I've interviewed the Jelly folks before and thought they were really interesting. Um, can you tell me where that fits in? Um, no, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jelly has essentially the uh, this um, energy operating system and we've, uh, we've been working, uh, you know, with Jelly on a couple of different projects. And um, their system, if you will, is like the 
windows of energy management. And then you can plug in different applications for specific needs. Uh, in particular, you can do uh, a demand charge management. Uh, so what it will do is it will uh, monitor loads, sources, um, the energy storage, and will uh, optimize the dispatch of um, of, of all these sources to, to reduce the energy cost and, and uh, reduce the demand charges. So when you call it the um, the Windows, the, kind of like a Windows system that you plug in. Oh, so- it's all Mac. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be biased towards one or another. You could also call it the Linux, or the, the the Mac OS, right? but yes, yeah, it's, it's an it's an operating system, essentially. So it's an environment where you you optimize how energy is used, essentially. Uh huh. So it sounds like um, that this project has really got a lot of state of the art in it. It does, absolutely, yes. Um, in terms of technologies and systems, and that, that's I think where we're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of value in, in in analyzing how the project, uh, how the performance of all the different systems unfold, and uh, because you know clearly the college is also you know very uh, advanced and motivated to to be a leader in that space. I mean, they already have a, you know a lot of uh, solar energy clearly. Uh, thermal energy storage. So they're thinking, you know, about energy optimization already, and we're just coming in to enhance all of this uh, even further. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it sounds like a great project. Um, well, thank you so much, and it was really nice to talk to you once again. Yes, no, it was great. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at www.microgridknowledge.com to get an early jump on prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's www.microgridknowledge.com. 